Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hello, friend. <laughs> mm, mm. It's so good to hear you again. Oh, Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> um, that, wait, that means, wait, are, are, we, are, are we leaving? Yeah, it's over. Okay. okay. Episode two, guys. Welcome. Episode two. We are not in the same vicinity because we've realized that we can't do this in the same room. So we are trying <laughs> this for the first time mobily. With our current application. But um, I actually was going to... Uh, say let's talk about it next week because I have some some suggestions and some um, insight and things to move forward. But yeah, I love suggestions. I love insights. Yeah, I'm good. Hashtag growth. Let's keep moving forward. Keep on with the keep on. Namaste. Mm. Um. Okay. So hello, welcome to episode two. Highlights with dark roots. It's Eileen and Kenneth. There he is. Hi, that's me. <laughs> um. So we were um brainstorming some um topics and things because uh we do need some some sort of framework in our lives um we can just improv the whole thing yeah so like as artists like you know and as like humans and just the type of people we are we like to tangent things which is lovely um but we uh then it ends up in a 57 minute podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna keep it a little shorter this time and um lesson learned um, but we did get 19 plays so far. Oh, groovy. So that's fun. That's nice. Five of them were probably me, but whatever. <laughs> and three, three of them were probably me. <laughs> um, but it's okay. It's okay. We're putting things out there into the ether because you got to do the thing. Yeah. Um, so Eileen and I were sitting here and we, you know, we had so many, like we have so many ideas just because we, we, we do so well with dialogue with one another. And there was some things that, that came up and in, in both of our lives, you know, that kind of distracted, uh, not even distracted, but sort of sidetracked us from our schedules that we originally had planned for the production of this podcast. And, you know, it just seems to be the kind of thing that we should address that life happens, things change. You find yourself in a situation ship that (laughs) (laughs) maybe not be the most ideal, maybe is the most ideal, but that's unfortunately, you know, the, the aspects of life that you deal with is that you don't really know what's going to come. You don't know what's around the corner. It could be a blessing. It could be a curse. It could be neither. And it could just be very neutral. Mm-hmm. But how do you deal with those things? How do you deal with changes, the expectations that you have and the way you thought your life was going to go? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one of the biggest things I, I know that I um, am working on currently is um, acknowledging my stories and um, the things that have happened in my life and talking about them and sharing Um but working to not uh, get stuck in them and have them um, have them define the current me because not, a, not attaching to your story. Right. And that's something I have a tough time with. Cause as I mentioned in our last episode, I like to um, I like to be uh, the villain and the hero in my, in my own narrative. And so when, when there isn't a struggle going on, in my life, which is um, kind of rare, but when the, when things are going well, I'm like, oh, I should. Because you're a redhead, right? That's <laughs> true. Quote unquote redhead. It's fake. Don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So like, I like to um, I I like to maybe self sabotage or um, or challenge the the good in my life because I can't I I wrestle with. Um, feeling deserving of it and so Mm. in terms of um dealing with change what i love is like um 
and you and I have talked about this, that like literally every day we are a different person because our cells are changing every fucking day. Mm-hmm. So, us, the, pe- the people around us, everything about it. I mean, right. like the, the only constant is change. Right. So that's wonderful. Um, but as creatures of habit, which we are, because that's how we also learn things. That's how, you know, it, it's just like over and over when you tell a kid, like, like stop or don't do that, right? Like uh, at first it's to make sure that they don't touch the stove so they burn themselves or they don't cross the street without looking or things like that, right? Um, but we are creatures of habit. And so we, we also like to... Um, Go through equate, familiar patterns of behavior. Right, and equate what we're currently going through or a feeling that we might have with something that has already happened in our lives or, mm. or the same feeling that we had back in the day even though we are a different person it can yeah up, right it can bring up the stuff before um like example um i i've been um i've <laughs> i've been uh kind of like having essentially flashbacks like emotional flashbacks right now in dance classes and rehearsals and learning choreography and auditions and things like that because um I'm getting back into the industry and I've been out of it for a while. And um, when, when I struggle with choreography or picking up the steps or whatever, um, I'm usually, I'm usually okay. I can usually focus and like figure it out. But if I'm in a sensitive place that day, or I maybe didn't get enough sleep or I didn't have enough coffee or, or food, or like maybe I'm around people that I'm picking up with their energy and I'm feeling judged. Then I start to go into like little Eileen mode. Uh, which is like, nothing's ever good enough. You're never going to be good enough. You're a terrible, like, dancer. You're a horrible person. Like, And none of those things are true. Right. Well, thank you. Your parents don't love you. Like, all this stuff. You know, it goes to be deep. <laughs> um, uh, and, or you're going to disappoint people. Um, and. Setting and such I, high expectations for yourself. Yeah, but, I, like, for me, I, I can disappoint myself. I, I like, you know, it doesn't feel good, but I, I'm. I know it's terrible to say, but I'm kind of used to disappointing myself. Like I, mm. I've gotten used to that feeling of like, um, you know, being like, Oh, it's fine. Right. I think we all get into that statement. Oh, it's fine. Even when it's not fine. But, mm, yeah. Uh, I hate that statement. It's always yeah. a lie because people's voice always goes up. You're like, how are you doing? They're like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I'm totally fine. Like, ripped out hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, I think, um, for for me, like it it's a, acknowledging like it, it's okay if it, if I'm not doing well if I'm if I'm not fine. But at the same time, like I'm not that eight year old or that ten year old or that eighteen year old anymore. And um, when I'm having these like vulnerable experiences right now as a thirty two year old, um, it it's old behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and like outdated reactions that served a purpose at some point in my life that no longer need to be happening, but, uh, but are happening. Cause it's clearly something I have to like actually move through, like not, not even like physically move for me. I have to dance through what's going on, um, yeah. to, to, you know, feel connected to myself again and all that stuff. So, um, I have a thought I, for you. And it, it, it just popped into my, my curly-haired noggin. So, 
you know, maybe, maybe this resonates. And this is something that, that I, I know I can do for myself as well. So this isn't purely like, this is your cure. Um, but it's something that- <laughs> You're a that, failure. You're a failure. No, you're not a failure. You're not a failure. And, you know, this is something for me coming out of, you know, my space that I've been in for the past few years is this, the idea that, that um, I think we all suffer from, from, from the idea of we're never good enough yeah. um, on, on a variety of levels. And most of those things are generally rooted in childhood. Yeah. For lack of a better word, I'll say traumas, experiences, what have you. And I'm wondering, because I just had this picture of you, Aileen, and, and it was planted in my head a few years ago when I went to go see uh, my shaman. And what would happen next time in your dance class is when you feel that little Eileen is coming forth and those feelings are surging forward, that maybe instead of feeding off the energy that little Eileen is giving, why doesn't 32-year-old Eileen hold eight-year-old Eileen's hand and say, we'll get through this? Yeah, I mean, that is le legitimately the converse, the ongoing conversation I've been having in my mind. Like, you're, you hit it, like, the nail right on the head. Like, I'm a carpenter. <laughs> Build like, yourself. <laughs> I like wood, I like hammers, and I like nails. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, on so many levels, because that has so many meanings um, to, to, <laughs> both, to both you and I. Um, uh, but yeah, so I love that you said that, because... Um, that's legit what, what, um, imagery for, um, you know, I worked with a life coach last year and, you know, for those of you that, that maybe, um, either don't, uh, believe in or don't utilize or maybe feel uncomfortable with like, um, shamanic healers or, um, or psychics or mediums or, um, even Anything like life new age or esoteric or yeah you know all good just like you know we all have our own paths um and my life coach is uh lovely and wonderful and amazing and um basically is an accountability partner and um very important and just yeah and just held space for me and one of the one of the things that we did that i that session was probably the hardest one of all of them um we we uh you know we just went back to that are you outside? Are there children screaming? I live in Washington Heights, so I'm oh. not I'm not outside, but uh, there is there is a jovial essence in the air. Oh, guys, New York City. Um, yeah, why is it always on my end? There's always yeah, external. I don't know because your life is crazy. Oh, mm. sitting I'm sitting on my bed with my beautiful cat next to me, and he's he's purring, not very loud, but he might he might start meowing a little bit. But I'm I'm trying not to pet him because he gets like really. But anyway, I know, mush. But um, but yeah. So one of the toughest uh, sessions that we had that I like, I couldn't even talk. Um, like I couldn't because I was crying so hard. I couldn't even get words out. But we um, you know, we just closed our eyes and uh, or I closed my eyes and um, and she was like, I want you to go back to um, to a time when you felt unconditional love. Oof. Um. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I really just don't, I don't want to do that. And, um, and she's like, no, like, we're going to do it and it's going to be okay. And I had to kind of sit there quietly for a bit because I really didn't, I didn't know. 
Um, and then I just kept saying Grammy, 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 which is um, my, my, um, my father's mother, who was like my everything. And um, she died when I was six. And um, so I just said six, that was the last time. Um, and, then, and then right after that, I said, until I met Johnny, who is my husband. Um, but I, I truly have not felt that unconditional especially from a uh, female um, since Grammy. And it, it feels like all the love kind of died with her. And so I, in that session, you know, just um, connected with six-year-old Eileen. Um, because when I look at a six-year-old, you know, it's like nothing is their fault. And like, they're just this pure little human. And yeah. and. I love, I love teaching kids, like mainly the, the group that I work with ranges between seven and like mm. 21 mm. with like dance and circus. But primarily I love teaching like middle school kids, kids oh who God, are, right. kids who are yeah. still fresh because everything yeah. is so new and they're willing and there's so much energy and they're like, I'll do it. Right. You know? And it's like, okay, I just told you to rap for like a triple drop. This is really scary. And they're like, I want to do it. Yeah. And he is referring to aerial work, by the yeah, way. Rap, rap for a triple drop. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes I segue into circus talk. No, it's all um, right. But prepping for a really uh, technically difficult maneuver, uh, utilizing gravity in an artistic fashion. <laughs> but you have to rap a certain number of times and count how many times you fall down or roll down so that yeah. you don't fall down. Yeah, um, there's that. But yeah, so that, that's... Yes. So thank you for just affirming that what I'm currently doing is, um, is important because, um, I, you know, I just go back to that little girl and, um, I've recently felt like, um, yeah, just like, like a, like a little, little child of like, don't look at me. Um, and those things are, those, those feelings are valid, uh, but it, it's also, again, it's, it's like an outdated, it's like an outdated, like, survival, like, technique that, um, that I can adapt and change to, to me now, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, something in, in, like, my, my health coaching practices and, you know, my meditation practice and learning and everything, um, I... I found several things that, that I found that kind of connect me to that, to that younger version of myself. And for a while I was like toiling through mud and trying to like dig through and be like, Oh, I need to do this, that or the other. But for me, I found the quickest way for me to touch into my youth and that person who I am still that person, I'm an evolved version of that person and that person still resides in me. Right. Uh, I'm just a few years older. <laughs> um, but for me, my go-to is coloring. Yeah. Coloring yeah, I love was it. Like we, yeah. My 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 childhood. Like I was either playing Legos, I was outside, or I was coloring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I uh we have I think my husband has like probably four coloring books. I think I have like seven and we have them in our um coffee table, which is like one of those ones where like you pull it up and it becomes like a like essentially it's like a feeding trough. You know what I mean? Like you can pull yeah. it up and it becomes like a table table. Um, but it like has storage inside. And so we keep all of our, our little um, snugglies in there, which is awesome. And I love that. Yeah. And, and my mantra that I've been sticking with um, that I have like posted 
everywhere is I love you. I'm listening. Ooh, that's so nice. Yeah. So it's like it, it you know, it's acknowledging that part of myself, but also mm-hmm. being like, you know, I, I know you're showing up to teach me something. Um, and it might be something that I need to continue to learn over and over and over again, because clearly the, you know, the mm-hmm. lesson hasn't st- stuck yet, or it's, it's, you know, the ongoing lesson that as I change, I, I, that, that's yeah. going to come up for me, you know? I think it's, what's important is the first part of that sentence is that you're showing up. Right. I think that's the important part. Um, yeah. and you can't let yourself, you can't, you can't not show up for yourself. Um, coming done that before and it's it's not good for you um sometimes it feels good to sort of sort of resonate in in feelings uh like negativity or sadness or anger particularly but you don't have to hold on to those things you know feel them express them release them right and that's so so yeah so for me today um I was having like, a, um, so I had a photo shoot today with a friend, um, actually a mutual friend of ours, um, who we all did a show together, which is funny. Um, but I had, she hasn't, um, photographed me before. We've only worked together in like performance, but what's funny is that we, we've danced together. Like we've danced in shows, but we've actually sung together more, which is like weird in terms of like the amount of jobs that I've had singing and the amount of jobs I've had dancing, but her and I have sung Mm -hmm. together more, but I've actually never really seen her dance and she's never really seen me dance because we've just been dancing with each other. Do you know what I mean? Like we've been in pieces together or, um, you're sharing the stage. So you can't really, right. Or being in rehearsal and just like doing all the things. So, um, so one of the big things I want to, I've been working on in addition to, you know, honoring my, um, inner, baby Eileen is, um, is to, to really, to honor my, my current Eileen and, mm-hmm. um, and to see myself as a dancer now in this, in this body. And, um, I, I wanted to start with a photo shoot because I haven't done a professional photo shoot. Um, you know, li- little things here and there, but I haven't done like a big shoot, um, since like 2013, which, um, you know, it's a significant amount of time. And, um, those shots are like gorgeous and I love them. And I was just that, that summer, um, I shot with one of my besties who's incredible, uh, incredible photographer, Ann Hugis and, um, or actually Ann Agard now, cause she just got married and, um, Congrats. yay. Um, and she, she's an answer as well. And so she, you know, she sees shapes and she sees the, mm-hmm. the things in a, in a different way than a regular photographer. And we did a shoot on the Brooklyn bridge and like, it was at the, like, um, like the magic hour, like at dusk, like if the sun was going down, it was amazing. And I was coming off of, um, my summer at radio city when I was assisting the Rockette summer intensive for like seven weeks straight. And my body was the smallest that's like pretty much ever been. And, um, I, I felt amazing in my own skin, like really, you know, like snatched and like fabulous and like just in dancer mode. And I was like, we have to do a shoot like now let's go. Um, and it was kind of this, um, it was this, this big thing for me because I felt, I felt really, um, connected to my artistry and my voice as an artist and as Mm -hmm. a mover and a shaker at that point. And I really, it really kind of felt like the first, like adult, like woman, 
like professional yeah yeah of being like this is me and like I'm being witnessed and being captured and all the things and like I loved that photo shoot and then the next year was when I got in my car accident and um and so when now coming back to dance um after nerve damage and herniations and bulging discs and sciatica and you know uh rehab and um with not not that type of rehab physical rehab mm-hmm. <laughs> um trying and... to make it go to rehab and you're like please <laughs> so, right um currently drinking beer um and after like all of that and and things um i still am stuck in that 2013 photo shoot um in how i think of myself as a dancer and that for me has been really difficult because where my leg went, where my back went, where my body was placed, where, how my body looked like, um, even just like my hair is completely different. Like just so many things about that shoot are are not, you know, have changed is what I'll say. Yeah. And I, I embarked on today's photo shoot to, to really honor the body that I'm currently in and, and the body that's gone through fucking hell. Um, and to really like stand in my own skin and be like, this is fucking me and I'm doing my thing and I'm not going to apologize anymore. And, and like, this is it. And, um, Jordan, who I shot with today was so lovely, but what was really funny is that, um, we did six looks, which was crazy. That's so many looks for anyone that's ever done a photo shoot. That's like a lot, but she was really good at like, just like, okay, this isn't working. Let's switch it up. Or like, you feel great. Let's stay here. Um, in Chelsea and it's lovely, but, uh, she goes, Eileen, this is so strange. I've never, I have never seen you this vulnerable. Mm. Um, and she's like, and I know that you're, you know, you, you're, you, you come off very confident you come off very like, um, you know, friendly and lively and whatever, and like inviting and whatever with uh, people you don't know. And that's great. And she's like, but the people that do get a little closer to you realize that you're just like, you're like very, very sensitive and like very passionate and compassionate and like, and like soft. And she's like, and I don't really think you see yourself as that. And I'm like, no, because like in my mind, I don't think this of anyone else, but in my mind, towards myself, I see that as weakness, right? Like I see that as like, like I'm a strong woman and I can fucking do it myself. Like that's just how I function, Mm -hmm. you know? And she's like, you know, my goal is to capture that part of yourself that you, you, you can't see, but that like the people that like love you and are close to you, like, no. And I was like, Ooh, I don't like that. (laughs) True. She's like, she's like, no, it's, it's great. Like let's, you know? And so what was funny is throughout the day, what we realized was that every time it was just me in an open space with her, I like could not handle it. I, I got self-conscious. I was starting to like question everything. I'm like, I hate everything I'm doing. And she's like, I mean, these shots are like gorgeous. And I'm like, no, it's stupid. And I hate it. My face, everything. It's awful. I can't do anything. And then every time we were in a public place where I was interacting either like in one case, it was like a stairwell. In another case, it was like a window. In another case, like it was, you know, like it was um, uh, a prop. scaffolding. Yeah. And when, when I was doing those things and there were people around and it wasn't that I needed an audience. It wasn't that I was like, oh, I need people to look at me and say I'm amazing. But I, I could not be alone with myself. Mm. I just, I couldn't fucking do it. Um, and that was a really interesting, we talked about that last time, remember? Mm-hmm. That like, 
you were like, you know, you're working on branching out and going outside yourself and I'm working on going more inside myself. And I, it, it was, I mean, the body does not lie. And it was such an interesting, it was such an interesting process. And I, I thank Jordan for being so incredible and so loving and non-judgmental. And you can find her at Jordan Eagle Photography uh, on Instagram. Yes, you can. And Anne Hugis Photography on Instagram. She's Anne amazing. I know she's also rebranding her name. So just a heads up. Yes, find them on Instagram. They're lovely. Reach out. Give some, give some social media love. Um, yeah. I, have a, I have a question for you, Eileen. And this is, you know, for myself. This is for anyone who's listening. Um, how, how do we move forward yeah. as, our, as ourselves, as our current selves and our future selves, when we are too busy trying to hold on and attach to the people that we were. Yeah. The answer to that is I have no fucking idea because I'm in the throes of it right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I bounce that question back to you because, you know, I, I shared my truth. You go. It's your turn. Okay. Bye. <laughs> um, give me one second. I want to look for this quote. Um, um, one of my favorite, favorite comedians ever and just one of one of the hugest inspirations for me as a young kid was gilda radner gilda radner like just struck me in so many fashions you know and i as a kid i know she just she made me laugh but Mm -hmm. as i grew older and 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 the the spectrum of experience expanded (laughs) which is always fun um you know you learn more about life and people and what they go through you know you you don't know what cancer is as a seven-year-old unless mm. you're, you're experiencing that, you know? Um, yes. And she had a really interesting life and it ended pretty sadly. But one of her quotes uh, in, in her last days was, I wanted a perfect ending. Now I've learned the hard way that some poems don't rhyme and some stories don't have a clear beginning, middle and end. Life is not about knowing, having to... Life is not about knowing, having to change, taking the moment, and making the best of it without knowing what's going to happen next. Oh, delicious, shit. delicious ambiguity. Wow. Yeah. And just, just even reading it kind of like gets me a little, a, a little verklempt. I'm a little verklempt over here. Yeah, because like, yeah, because like, I mean living confidently in in, yeah. in in your space and wanting to seize the the, the future the moment the future moment and like be whatever you can plan everything to the t and you know how it's going to go in your head and then life decides that things are going to be a little bit different and it's not going to go the way you planned yeah and i would love to talk more about that uh because you know as um as kenneth mentioned when we first uh, like came on tonight, um, that, you know, this week our schedule is a little different and, uh, we're still going to get our, this up on Monday. This will be going up on Monday. So you'll be hearing this on Monday, but, um, uh, my college roommate actually, um, lost her husband suddenly last week and, um, it was very sudden and they're still trying to figure out what happened. Um, so I will be going to visit her. Uh, at the beginning of of next week and uh, spending some time with her. And um, I mean, my husband and I, I mean, as with everyone was so caught off guard and the two of us were just like, you know, this is just so fucking crazy. Like you really don't know um, what the future holds. You don't, you know, you're like, 
again, everything's changing all the time. And, um, and sometimes something like that, that's so tragic and so sudden happens. And then sometimes it's, it's a matter, you know, it's, it's a, uh, an earthquake or a, uh, or a loss of a job or, um, or, or a breakup or, you know, a friendship ending and, and, or you could get the job you wanted or you meet the love of your life. It's right. And, and that throws, you know, maybe a flower into the mix instead of a wrench. You know what I mean? Like, it's like all of let's, these things. Um, let's that throw are... more flowers. What? Let's throw more flowers and less right? wrenches. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And, and so like, I think that, um, you know, I know that you and I both have, have like anyone in this world, but um, in, in knowing your story, I know that there's been um, some twists and turns along the way. And I'd love uh, to pose a question of like, um, you know, what, what have been some of the, the um, flowers or wrenches that have kind of come up that have shifted things for you over the course of your life and, and that, um, that have kind of brought you to now? Oh, that's such a thick question. That's such a thick question. Um, I love that you said thick and not. Yeah, because it's not heavy because there's, there, there's been so many, so many beautiful moments in my life that I, I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's just, it's like a really thick orchestral composition. Like there's just so many different sections involved. Um, but in, in a quick note, I would say um, that like the biggest flower in my life has been, uh, has been my mom. Um, yeah. In, in going through and experiencing, you know, what I have uh, the past few years and what I will only call the swamps of sadness mm. and the dark night of my soul. Um, she was always, she is always there uh, with, with, with a word or just presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's more of like a garden than a flower. That's awesome. Yeah. But she's, she's, you know, she's my rock for sure. Um, and she's a Taurus. So she's, she's very stubborn and she, she holds her ground and she's such a strong woman. Um, you know, she raised me single. My dad bailed as soon as he found out I existed. So <laughs> dealing with that. And <laughs> that's not heavy at all. That's not heavy. But, you know, I saw her just struggle through familial abuse and, and, and having to raise two kids by herself. And it's just, she's just amazing. She's my flower. Um, awesome. she's, she's my garden. But honestly, I think my biggest wrench is me. I think I'm my biggest oh, wrench. Oh, shit. Like, I, 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 I could spend hours and say, oh, I didn't get this job and this situation didn't work out and this person fucked me over and, you know, this, whatever, whatever. But at, at, at the end of the day, it's, it was either my actions or my reactions. I've, I've, yeah. been, I've been my biggest wrench. And that was something that I've kind of come into realizing mm. sometime shortly before New Year's. Of this year. Yeah, yeah, shortly before New Year's of this year. Um, yeah. I was sitting at Madison Square Gardens. I performed with Fish for their New Year's gag. Yeah, you did. In front of how many people? Do you want to just tell the audience of five people how many people you performed in front of? <laughs> um, I think there were 25,000 people at Madison Square Gardens, and the telecast had 15, I think. Okay, so, like, you know, sensible. A few. A few. Yeah. Like, a nice brunch. 
Um, and I remember being on stage and like stepping on, like, you know, it's our cue. And I remember looking out into the crowd and for no reason out of the clarity of my head, I remembered my seven year old self auditioning for a movie in Florida and being terrified mm. of being, I was terrified. I almost wet myself of like going up on a stage in front of like an auditorium full of people and like act out emotions really quickly, mm. you know? And I ran, I ran, I panicked. And it was in that moment right before I was elevated to 50 feet off the ground um, that I realized that I'm that same person. Mm. And that it was the way that I reacted to it. Right. And for all those years, I was like, oh my God, that was terrible. I hate auditions. And blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't that. It was me. Mm-hmm. It was me the whole time. And I don't know if any of you else have gone through this, but when you look in the mirror and you realize that your own worst enemy is the person looking back at you, it's kind of like, it's, 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 it's raw and it's heavy and it, and it hurts. But at the same time, it is so uplifting. Well, cause you can change again. You the only constants has changed, right? So you can change. You, you have the, you have the power to do it. Right. You know, and that's, that's scary because you know, we're, we're, we're taught that power isn't something good and it's evil and it's corrupt and strength is, isn't really strength is something physical strength isn't something emotional or there's outside forces that that Mm -hmm. um are in play to to either you know not work in your favor or or because you're lucky but i will i will follow up with um and actually my bestie ann and hugus photography um who uh who uh, reached out to both Ken and I about last week's episode and, and was, was so lovely in her feedback and um, she was so nice, so lovely. And um, what I, what I love that she brought up and what I want to kind of piggyback on what you just said is that she's like, I love that you guys are sharing stuff and you know, it, it, it's not coming from like um, a self-help situation. It's coming from, um, from anecdotal and, and like, you know, this is us and this is what we do and like, let us know what you do. Um, and so like in, in piggybacking on what you just said, Kenneth, like about like, we have the power that does not take away the intensity no. or the struggle or the challenge in realizing that, because yes, it is super uplifting and really empowering. But then the flip side of that is there's a lot of responsibility there. There is. And, and, and it is a day-to-day practice. Correct. It is daily. Correct. I, and, and I think that that's the hard part of, like, when people are like, oh, just, like, do, just, like, do better. You know, like, like oh, oh, is that what it is? Like, when, when, you know, someone's talking about wanting to lose weight and they're, you know, mowing on some pizza, there's nothing wrong with pizza. Like, if you eat, I eat pizza, if you eat pizza, great, live your best life, right? But some people might, might come back at that person and be like, just stop eating pizza and then you'll lose weight. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, really? Is that what the, that, I didn't even think of that, right? If I need to drop 10 pounds, like, I should just eat healthier. But that, like, the reality of the situation is eating healthier is more challenging, like for, especially for some people. Right. So it's like, um, and, and I feel like more oftentimes than not the things that we go through in a physical sense and, and, and this, this physical world, those are, those are, uh, those are symptoms oh, of, yes. of, of a root. A thousand percent. And like, like you're not eating, like eating isn't the problem. Right. It's just like why seven-year-old Kenneth ran from the stage. It was not oh 
you know, it's not because you're weak or you're just a scared person. There was an underlying, like that action or reaction to that thing triggered something for you and you didn't want to be seen or you didn't want, or you didn't want to be judged or you, or whatever, because you had been and you didn't want to recreate that situation or whatever. Right. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, that's, that's real. Like, so the, the underlying shit, I don't even want to say shit, the underlying, um, emotions and feelings and, and experiences and events and things that have taken place that now, you know, have, have changed your concept of yourself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are still going to repeat those patterns are going to repeat going Mm -hmm. back to what we started talking about when, when we first started talking tonight is, is that like, they might be outdated, but they're still valid, right? We can still honor them and acknowledge Mm -hmm. them, but realize like, you know what? It's not, again, letting it go. It's not working for me anymore. That worked at one time, but it's not working for me anymore. And like, that was what Madison square garden was like. You, you didn't get on the stage and you were like, Oh my God, I'm going to run. I got to pee my pants. Like you were like, Oh shit. Like I'm doing this right now. Oh, I owned it. And, And I didn't realize the significance of that moment until a few days later when uh, a photographer was in the house, um, Scott Harris, find him on Instagram. He's brilliant. Um, but he mainly does concerts. He's like, he's like, like a, like a, a rock concert photographer. So awesome. he's not he, like dance wasn't his forte. But the moments that he caught of us were brilliant. Yeah, and they're gorgeous. It, it's currently my Facebook photo. Yeah, um, they're incredible. But he, he caught me in this moment and I'm like, I'm ascending and I'm wrapped up in my net. And I remember as I was being lifted, I just closed my eyes and I just took the biggest inhale and I just let it go. Mm. And I just, I, I look at that photo and I see the release on my face. Yeah. The, the freedom, the freedom of like just being in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It like it, I mean, of course, you know, and this is, just the the artist in me and I'm like point your foot you know square your hips six you know engage your shoulder blade right you know those are all present but <laughs> yeah you know aside, aside from that um <laughs> the forty six thousand things going on in your head but like absolutely. I was breathing and living my best life like don't fall but enjoy yourself right don't plummet to your death but like mm. this is amazing yeah. um yeah well so I think that that's that's the whole thing then you know it, it's like these I it's a blessing and a curse as someone with an anal- analytical mind I like to focus on the why behind the what and so I I will you know I <laughs> I think about things for hours on end uh and and self-analyze and analyze other people's behaviors not out of judgment but out of like interesting that their reaction was this when this happened and their and that person's mm-hmm. reaction was this when they did that and like that those that like dynamics that's why psychology is so interesting to me because the you know if you if you know behavior patterns and you know um and you kind of like know the secrets essentially because it like it's just like okay um, a physical therapist, right? When they're assessing you, like they'll have you walk barefoot oftentimes, like away from them and then walk towards them and then away from them, walk towards them. And what they're looking at is like your gait. And so what's funny is people that like aren't 
maybe aren't uh, like dancers or, or movers or whatever. Maybe um, just your average Joe. Maybe more because they have like physically geared towards their their physical body. Right. So they might come in because they have neck pain, whatever. And they're looking, the, the PT's looking at their gait. And then they're like, oh, your left foot is off. That's why your neck is out. And they're like, what? How could you tell that when I was walking? But it's like because the body doesn't lie and everything is stacked. And when one block yeah. is off, everything else above it has to be off too. So it's like something it, in your foot could res- resonate pain in your hip and, you know, all of the mm-hmm. above, right? The human body will compensate and it will do everything that it can to get through. The human right. body is an amazing machine. And it's the same thing with the human spirit, right? There are behaviors, there are particular behaviors. And I know like, you know, I'm going real deep here, but like I've been in recovery for anorexia, like I shared in our last podcast since 04. And um, a lot of the behaviors and um, and patterns and, and like, um, like obsessive compulsive uh, actions? behaviors, really actions and things. Um, when I actually started to research a lot of the ones that I was doing, a lot of the things that were coming up for me that, um, that were happening, uh, almost all of them pointed to um, being uh, sexually abused. Mm. And uh, oftentimes, like in, in looking at eating disorders, a lot of, um, a lot, there's a lot of correlation between people that have been sexually abused um, and eating disorders, because when your body is violated, you continue to, um, to make your body pay for that trauma. Um, and you go inward because, uh, your, your home, your physical home doesn't feel safe anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, without going into major detail, um, you know, I had a sense that something shitty happened when I was a child and, um, and it was right around the time when my grandmother died as well. So like that correlation is very strong for me, like six, seven years old. Um, when like, there's a lot rolled into that. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. And I started dancing at eight at age eight. So it literally like all of those things kind of lined up of like all the love was gone, then violations and no safety. And then, and then going into a space where like, you know, my dance studio growing up, like we were measured in front of each other and the measurements were called out in front of each other. And like, you know, to all the dance teachers out there that, that own studios or all the the programs that are out there, like, um, I was eight years old hearing these numbers and I would hear, and I knew I was the biggest girl. I was quote unquote, the biggest girl. I was like a little meatball growing up. And I heard my numbers and I heard the girls numbers around me and I knew that they looked smaller than me and I knew their numbers were smaller than me. And so I immediately was like, Oh, I'm fat. I'm the fat one. Like I'm the big one. I'm the fat one. Um, and that immediately turned into, uh, you know, negative, um, negative body image right off the bat. And Mm -hmm. I was on my first diet at 10. So like, before your body had even fully formed. Right. Because I also grew seven and a half inches from fifth to ninth grade, but I weighed the same. God, you're lucky. I mean, it was, yeah, that was great. But again, like we talked about this, right? Like, I think I grew seven and a half inches over a span of like 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, The grass is always greener, man. (laughs) But what I'll I'll say. Water your own lawn. (laughs) Tend to your garden. Um, Because you have one and I don't. I'm kidding. Uh, Must be nice. Okay. Um, So there's that. Um, But what I'm saying is for me, uh, you know, the, the symptoms of my eating disorder actually divulged a lot of 
um, a lot of history, physical history that was just kind of sitting in my soul and my psyche and in my cells. And that's something that I've been working on and working through these past Mm -hmm. couple of years as well. And so in getting back to dancing, you know, I'll say it once, I'll say it 3000 times. The body doesn't lie. Right. Like you, you can, you can, uh, you can bullshit people with your words and you can, and your actions, you know, and whatever. But like when something, you know, you know, when someone's neck is tight, you know what I mean? Like when you see someone, you're like, Ooh, shit. They like, yeah, they have tight shoulders. Right. You know, when, when something's happening, Um, I mean like body language, breath expression. Are you pursing your lips? Are you making eye contact? Are you looking away? Like, are you shifting into one hip? Yeah. There's yeah. The body always, confesses the truth yeah and so i'm i'm excited to see the shots i got back or like i i uh that were taken today i'm excited to see those and and uh you know there was she she showed me a couple of them and i was like oh oh <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh that's what i look like because yeah. you're beautiful well thank you but what for me no voice no voice will be louder than the voice of those in my childhood who, whose statements towards me and assessments of me, criticisms and judgments of me, the people that were supposed to love me the most, turned into my beliefs, my self-limiting beliefs about myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm working on my voice being the loudest but when I was forming a voice about myself as a child, I was taking cues from them. Mm-hmm. Right. They, and, they, they set your stage. Right. And that is my dark root. Right. That's like, that's why I, I try my best to, to, to be like a, a bright light. I, I, you know, to, hmm. to, to encourage and to, to love on and to um, empower and, and, the, the people around me, because I, I know, I know what it feels like to not be seen or to, to not be acknowledged or to not be, um, commended or, um, yeah. Yeah. And, I'd yeah. like to say something for all the people out there in, in the ether. Um, when you're going through your day and like, you all have these people in your life, you have the really sweet people who are just like, maybe a little too nice. Maybe they're just, you know, uh, overtly expressive, um, you know, emotionally, maybe they're physical, but I guarantee you behind all of those actions, and this isn't that for everybody perhaps, but the people who are the kindest are the ones who have experienced the worst Mm -hmm. because they don't want to make other people feel the way that they have felt right and that's not just to to discount the people you know (laughs) the people that are maybe walking around the world being shitty (laughs) because you know maybe someone was shitty to them Mm -hmm. but that that doesn't uh i'm specifically speaking about the people who are like um who are a little bit geared more towards us and like right that's what i was gonna say yeah that like the the usually the ones that are you know the helpers the helpers um the above and beyonders um 
Because also to, to kind of like, I agree with you to kind of like go, go with that concept, right? The ones that are at the place where they're reaching out to others and they're, um, they're, they're, even if they're not in a place to do that for themselves, but they're doing it for other people, Oof. they they have at least they they have acknowledged the shit they've gone through. Mm-hmm. They maybe haven't gone through it. They maybe haven't gotten past it, is what I'll say. But they're aware of how it's affected them, and they're working on it. Everyone is fighting a battle. Everyone's fighting a battle. Right. I'd like to offer. Uh, you know, as we're sort of like rounding down, mm. um, something that uh, turned me around, um, and and literally got me out of my depression. Mm. Um, and so, long story longer, I over the past few years have you know not been I've been depressed, whatever. I was going to try to like sugarcoat it, but it doesn't really matter. Um, sad, <laughs> like, sad, yeah, like really I've been, sad. I've been really sad. <laughs> really sad. Um, and the ways for me to work through that was to sort of research and educate myself on health. Mm-hmm. So I became, I became a health coach, mm-hmm. provide those things. And I was like, ah, this is addressing like my, my body and my mind a little bit. What about my spirit? So I became a, a certified teacher of meditation. I am not a, like, I'm not a meditation teacher in terms of like, like a Tibetan guru. I am not that I'm working towards that, but that's like 15 years down the line. Mm-hmm. But you got to start somewhere. So I became a, a certified teacher of meditation. And uh, primarily we were taught in, in the mindfulness techniques of, of practicing and training uh, your meditation to be aware of your thoughts. But as we were closing out our training, they introduced another type of meditation called loving kindness. Mm. And this is geared more towards feeling. It's, it, it, it's, it's meant to cultivate feelings. Mm. And the, we'll call it like the Reader's Digest version of it, but you, uh, you chant uh, these four statements over in whatever fashion you want to, but it's, uh, I am healthy, I am happy, I am safe, uh, I live with ease. And I'm sorry, I'm a liar. Ugh. May I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be safe, may I live with ease. Love. And that when you start this, that most people find it really challenging to say these things for themselves Mm. because ideally what you do is that you like, I'll pick my mom for example, and I will champion her because uh, she's easy for me to access. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think about her and I think about times that she's made me feel good and loved and accepted. And it could be a friend, it could be a husband, it could be anybody, but this is my particular choice. And I would spend time and I would feel, I would literally feel the emotions of like wanting her to be happy, wanting her to be safe, wanting her to live with ease, you know, all of these Mm -hmm. things. And you go through that. And once you start to feel these feelings and this, this sort of like this, this warm feeling resonate with inside you, that is generally easier to shift towards yourself. Yes. And say like, may I be happy? Because the feelings are already there. So you're just sort of compounding them. And you find situations in your life where you felt happy, where you felt safe, where you lived with ease. Mm. And, and you resonate within those feelings. And it's just, and like. I love. The, 
the human brain is a crazy thing and you'll, you'll, you'll have a thought and you'll attach to it and you'll go on and you'll be like, oh my gosh, where am I at? You just come back to it. No judgments. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease. I love. Well, because like, yeah, isn't it about that, right? Like if anyone listened to the way that I talk to myself in my head, if oh my I talk to my friends the way that I talk to myself, I would not have any friends. <laughs> right? Right? Same. And so can't we be a friend to ourselves? And like, I just want to thank you for being a sounding board and for being a mirror and for being, you know, a, I wanna, a support. I want to thank you for being open. Um, I'll, I'll definitely say that, you know, um, and actually, correction, we met in 2018. That's when Cabaret Weimar was. Yes. So I did the first show in 2017. That was mm-hmm. why I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. But ever since I've met you, um, aside from the fact that I totally resonated within the same energetic sphere that we both reside in, uh, mm. we fluctuate in, not reside in, but we fluctuate in and out of, but more so was the openness. Yeah. It was, was the openness. There, there was no guys. There was no false pretenses there was no bullshit you know it was just like i'm hurting and you know (laughs) help me (laughs) you know and i'm i'm so thankful for the time that we shared and just honestly even having the gall to put to put our dialogue out into the world like let's like let's do stuff and um i'm just so uh, i'm just so thankful to have you that's it Thanks, man. Well, I want to, I think, you know, it's a good place to wrap up. And what I want to, what I want to ask ourselves this week, you and I, but also to all the peeps out there, like every day or every minute of every day or every other day, whatever works for you, you know, maybe asking ourselves the question of what can we let go of? What, what is not serving us in our lives? What, what are we holding on to? Mm-hmm. And why are we holding on to it? And can, can we make the choice? Can we take the responsibility to say, you know, thank you so much for the lesson. Thank you so much for what you've taught me. Thank you so much for being there for so long or, or doing what you needed to do. But I, I'm, I, I'm going to let you go. I, you know, you've served mm-hmm. your purpose and this, this action, this habit, this behavior, this feeling, this thought has, has come to an end and it's okay. It's and okay. maybe you have to do it 80 times before you can actually allow it to, to leave. But again, like every great journey starts with a step. Right. And, and on the flip side, because that is a very vulnerable moment, uh, I ask you, Eileen, I ask myself, and I ask anybody who's listening, um, I ask you to do something for yourself this week. Take yourself out on a date. Mm-hmm. If if that's going to get a massage, great. If that's going to see a movie, awesome. If that's sitting down and reading a book, whatever. Grabbing but, an ice cream, getting your nails done. Cream. Whatever, yeah. Like whatever is going to like spark joy within you and is going to bring you a certain amount of peace, mm. I I urge you to do that because you deserve it. I deserve totally. it. We deserve it. Oh, God love ya. Oh, God love ya. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for uh, Situationships, episode two of yes. uh, Highlights of Dark Roots. I am Kenneth. And I am Eileen, and we're <laughs> signing off. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Be well. Thank you. Bye. Bye.